Some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. The Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is The Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin. Presented by Renters Warehouse. And here we go. The Big Six presented by Renters Warehouse on 1045 The Zone. J-Mart is out tonight. And Coach said, the Step 1 Learn Sports Podcast is in. I'm Brittany Wench with my co-host Avery Harder. What's up, you guys? We got Ryan Albanese here as our producer. Arby's out of the building, but, you know, he's going to fill it in for us. We are the hosts of a new podcast on 104.5 The Zone called Step 1 Learn Sports. J-Mart has given us the keys to his Lamborghini for the evening. That he has. And i uh, got to tell you, I've been pulled over about 10 times for speeding, so hopefully we don't, uh, we don't crash and burn on this one for him. We are here with you all hour. We have a lot to get to. We're going to try to get to all of it, but uh, first, Avery, we have some breaking news. Yeah, breaking news just came out all over Twitter. The uh, Out of the Dominican Republic, we talked about David Ortiz being shot on our podcast last week, and now it's coming out that this is all a case of mistaken identity. Which is crazy to me. How do you mistake anyone for David Ortiz? Like, this is a, what, six, eight, big, big baseball dude. And in the video, the guy just comes up behind him, puts in his lower back. Shoots him. How do you... You didn't even try and look at his face to see if that was really him. I mean, it was only $8,000. Right. Well, and what blows my mind is that what first came out initially was that this was uh, like a, a, a an aimed hit job. Yeah, like they it was, were literally they hired aiming for a hit man, but I guess they were trying to hit another man and they hit the wrong one. I mean, the Red Sox jumped over that so quick, got him back to the United States, and I feel real bad for that guy that got the wrong person. And real good for the guy that didn't get hit because, you know, he lives to still another day. Breaking news, you're hearing it here. The NBA draft is tomorrow night. The Pelicans have the first overall pick as well as the fourth pick because of the Anthony Davis Lakers trade. Avery, please set us the scene. Where were you when you first heard this news? I got to tell you, it's pretty glamorous. I do have another job outside of uh, my 104.5 The Zone duties. <laughs> I deliver cookies on the side, and I was <laughs> on a run, you know, going to deliver nice warm cookies to a home, and I checked my phone, and I got back in the car, and it said that they were trading Lonzo Ball along with two other players and all of these first-round draft picks for one Anthony Davis. Blew my mind. I really feel like the Lakers lost out on this. That's my personal opinion. It just It's a lot to give up, and as I, like, have gone through and researched a lot on NBA trades compared to other teams. Like even the one that came out today with the Grid- Grizzlies trading um, Conley, they're getting three players and two other picks. One of those players being Grayson Allen from Duke. This is, the NFL would never trade that much for one person. I feel like it's going to be a case now where you're going to have the Anthony Davis and LeBron James show over on the Lakers. They're losing a lot of their supporting cast. They are, but they're 
everything I've read and everything that I've looked through and done through all the stats, the Lakers haven't had two leading shooters to average more than 54 points a game since Kobe and Shaq in 2003. Oh. Which is LeBron and Anthony Davis separately would average that. So we'll see how they do on the same team. I don't know if it's going to be maybe ball hog situation. I want to be in the limelight, but I got to tell you, the Lakers dodged a bullet with getting LeVar Ball out of that town. Like Lonzo Ball, monster on the court. He holds his own, but his dad does not need to be involved in every single pass, play, water break. Like that man is a helicopter parent if I've ever seen one and the Lakers cut themselves a deal getting away from that. I was at um, Bonnaroo over the weekend when I first found out. So it because of the cell reception, I could have been finding out way after everybody else. But um, it, it actually wasn't even me that saw it come across on uh, on my phone. We got the update and I was with a very hardcore Lakers fan who fell to the ground at Bonnaroo when he found out that the Lakers made that huge trade. I wonder if he was so, what was he fall down in a good way? Like relief, like thank God LeBron got some help or was he like, Oh no, I think, Oh my God. Like we don't want Anthony Davis. We want to have, we want our, cause one of the parts of the trade was the number one or the fourth pick in the first round draft. Well, I think it was more so shock a that Anthony Davis kind of seemed to get what he wanted. A B losing a lot of those players. B they did. LeBron's going to have a, a, a great supporting player there. Um, but I think just the the overall shock of it. I'm curious how Lakers fans do feel about it, though. I don't know. I wonder how it feels to have someone on your team of LeBron's caliber to be able to handpick who he wants around him. And everyone is getting pissed off and saying that LeBron, it shouldn't matter who's around him. If he's the best player of all time, he should be able to win on his own. But Michael Jordan didn't win on his own. He had Scottie Pippen. Like, you need your one-two punch. And if, honestly, if I'm LeBron and I have that much say in the front office of the Lakers, I'm getting who I want and whoever they give up, as long as it's not me, I don't really care. Speaking of the NBA, we recently did a podcast on Step One Learn Sports on the Drake curse. In case you missed it, you can find Step One Learn Sports on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or 104.5 The Zone podcast page. But, the Raptors seem to have broken this Drake curse. They got six and six, and it is lighting up. I I don't know what I thought. I really thought that the Warriors, once KD came back, I was like, they're vibing first half of the game, going through it great. I was like, they're going to keep it. They're going to finish strong in the series, and they're going to get the win. Like Drake will not be a winner at the end of this, but then KD went down. Steph Curry can't do it on his own. Klay Thompson was hurt too. Like, it was rough. But the fact that Drake broke the curse, there's this clip. So he wasn't at the game in Golden State. He. Okay, because he refuses to go. He doesn't go to away games. Yeah, he won't go to away games. Which is ridiculous. If my team that I'm a diehard fan of is in whatever national championship, Super Bowl, whatever. I will be there no matter where they're playing. Yeah, it's not like he can't, like he doesn't have the luxury to go or no. can't afford to go. No, and Drake gets off the plane, walks straight to the media, and this is what he has to say to them. Bringing chips to the city. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. I, I honestly, 
I don't know why he's calling a championship a chip because I don't think it's like a misread. It's not like ship. No. Like we're bringing the ship home. He is clearly saying chip. And all I can think about is when I sit down at a Mexican restaurant, I want my chips and my dip. <laughs> and I, I have to assume that's what he's talking about. He's celebrating. He's going to Las Palmas. Midtown Nashville, and he's getting his chips and dip, and he's going to be happy about it. I see that clip turning into the one where Antoine Dotson, do you remember back in, gosh, it was probably like 2010, 2011, um, when Antoine Dotson did that whole, they're climbing in your windows, they're snatching your people up, and they turned it into like uh, a remix song. I have a feeling that that clip, that's not going to be the last time we're going to hear that clip. Oh, I hope not. It's, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better out of context statement than that. The Big Six presented by Renner's Warehouse on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Brittany Wench with my co-host Avery Harder of the new Zone podcast, Step One Learn Sports. In for Jason Martin tonight. He's letting us babysit for the evening. What do you think uh, What do you think babysitters get paid these days? I don't know because well, I'm 26 now. I probably haven't babysat since probably four or five years. And I would charge about 12 to 15, depending on how many kids there were. 12 to 15? Were. Yeah. I mean... It's a Friday night and I'm staying in to just put your kid to sleep. And half the time I get there, they're already asleep. All I'm doing is watching Netflix. Might as well charge an upgraded fee for, it's like Uber. Who's the best you get job in. you have as There a is a surge price for premium night. If you want me from Saturday in the middle of the day from 11 to 2, $10. We've been talking the NBA finals and the Drake effect. Chad Withrow of the Midday 180 actually asked us uh, pretty recently about our top Drake beefs. Uh, automatically, whenever I think of any kind of rap beefs, I go into Eminem and MGK. Clearly, obviously, that's probably one of the biggest ones of today. I think my brother is the only one who actively defends MGK in that. And I'm like, why? He likes to stir the pot. That's that's his only reason. He doesn't care. But he's everyone's be like, how could anyone outwrap Eminem? Which is the, you know, standard answer. He doesn't really care. Well, to go with what Chad was wanting us to do, where he wanted us to do a top 10 of our favorite or biggest Drake beefs. Let's do two of them. Um, Avery, do you remember the Pusha T beef and diss track where uh, Pusha T broke the news about Drake having a son? With Mobed? With Mobed. Adonis. Adonis? Adondon. I think it's Adonis, Mobed, Graham. Yeah. I assume would be his last Well, and name. wasn't Kanye the producer on that? Yeah. I thought that that one was pretty big. To me, that's my biggest one, like the most notorious, just because... You're literally talking about somebody's kid who they have not, they've not broke that news. And as he said in his song, he wasn't hiding his kid from the world. He was hiding the world from his kid. Can you blame a parent for that? No, and especially not at the caliber that Drake is. I mean, he is the biggest rapper in the world right now. And so what? You had a kid. I mean, the kid's yours. It's not everyone's to joy. I mean, the Kardashians, however, their kids are everywhere. (laughs) always comes back to the Kardashians. I mean, two of the grandkids of the Kardashians have the same birthday, even though they're two different families and a year apart. Don't Mason and Rain also have the same birthday? They do, mm-hmm. yeah. And then North and Penelope. So, and their kids are everywhere. I mean, they're throwing kid cella parties. They're no Paw Patrol over there. They are serious business. But also, Drake did put his kid's name in a song. We just didn't know it. We thought he was talking about his physical bed, but right. his kid's name is Ma Bed. Mm-hmm. His middle name. Yes. Don't even mind um, on the episode where we talk about the Drake curse, we get into Drake's relationship with Rihanna and the Re-re. downfall, which led to, in uh, what I believe, 
is I think that he and Rihanna were dating and I think that he told her that he was having a child and then that's when they broke up and then that's when she released her new album, Anti, and then it goes down from there. Another person that Drake has had a history of beef with, ironically, also dated Rihanna, Chris Brown. Everyone on this planet should have beef with Chris Brown. Oh, yeah. Did you see the um, the Netflix documentary that he put out? No. Oh, yeah. He put out a Netflix documentary and there were a lot of people that were like, oh, I kind of like him now. I kind of feel bad. I'm like, um, I can't imagine you. Netflix would associate with him but just because he's had such a negative, I mean, persona in the public. He came out so strong with Run It and... Uh, Ooh, girl. Oh, yeah. He, oh, he had it made right when he came out. Yeah, and he, everyone was like, this dude can dance. He sounds just like Michael Jackson. Like, his career oh, is he made. move like Michael and Jackson. And now he has, I mean, I have tattoos, so I'm not going to judge someone for having tattoos, but they're, like, literally on the inside, like, middle of his nose between his eyes, and it's just, you know, not my vibe. Obviously not Riri's vibe, too, because he did hit her and was convicted for that. But now Drake and Chris Brown are making music together. With DJ Khaled, so... It just, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about being, because I think when you associate yourself with someone like, like that who's been so scrutinized in the public eye, it's very challenging for it not to also reflect on you. Like if, almost like you're condoning it. I agree. I can agree with that. Did you ever see her interview with Oprah where she came out and talked about it and she was like, I'm just so sad because like, I want to help him because I care so much about him. Like, yeah. I, I just feel like that's got to be so heartbreaking for her. It is, but I mean, as as sad as it sounds, I think that's just, what love is at its purest form now that we're going to change this into a love show instead of a sports talk show. But you ever want to see Drake in a Jags jersey? Oh, no. Please don't do that. I am a Jags fan. I, there are a few, few worse things than seeing your team lose. But if I see Drake put on any of my team's jerseys, I am switching because we, we have a hard enough time winning on our own. We do not need Drake's help for us to lose. The Big Six, presented by Renner's Warehouse on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Brittany Wench with my co-host Avery Harder of the new Zone podcast, Step One Learn Sports. We are in for Jason Martin tonight. The NBA draft is tomorrow night. The NBA finals were recent, and they always remind me of something. We're going to talk about it when we come back from the break. That's right. You guys can check us out. 104.5 The Zone podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We are now on Stitcher. And Google Play, you can subscribe to us at the Apple Store and on Spotify. Check us out on Twitter at S1LS Podcast, at Avery Harder, at B Winch. Brittany, spell your last name. No one's ever going to guess it right. W-U-E-N-S-C-H. If you're ever in doubt, go ahead and just add a letter. <laughs> I'm Brittany Wench with my co-host Avery Harder. We're in for Jason Martin tonight. We're here all hour. This is The Big Six presented by Runner's Warehouse on one. The show. Big Six, presented by Runner's Warehouse on 104.5 The Zone. I love that Drake intro. J-Mart is out tonight. He's been working that morning shift on the Wake Up Zone. The Step One Learn Sports podcast is in. I am Brittany Wench with my co-host Avery Harder. That's right. You know, I when I think about sports radio, I don't necessarily think about any of the intros, outros, any of that, but I'm vibing with this music. Oh, yeah. I was very in, into that, yeah, that music. I think it sets the tone for, one, the kind of people we are. And just the kind of stuff we're going to be talking about. Like, it doesn't have to be this heavy, hard-hitting stuff. It doesn't need to be, like, elevator music. I think it really matches the personality and the brand 
of the big six. However, there is a heavy hitting thing we have to get to, which which is kind of cool because we started off the the whole hour with uh, breaking news, and now um, there's a tornado warning in Dixon, Montgomery, and Cheatham. So, yes, Nashville, please, uh, if you're driving, go under an overpass. They've taught us this in school. Open your windows. Yes, stay safe. Pressure will build. Um, there's supposed to be bad weather coming in all night, honestly, until about noon tomorrow. So if you don't think it's safe to be out on the roads, don't even try it. You can listen to us from the comfort of your home online, 1045thezone.com and on the 1045 The Zone podcast. So no need to get in the car. No need. Just stay at home, get some Uber Eats. Well, don't make them drive. So maybe just, you know, you went grocery shopping and you need you to learn how to cook. You prepared yeah, for this. You need to learn how to cook. So make what you have. You can figure it out. Call it a stir fry. Get cozy and listen to us for the next uh, 39 minutes. Good math. Quick math. Thank you. Uh, in our first part of the show, we were talking the NBA draft, trades, finals. And right before the break, I said that the NBA finals always remind me of something. We have a segment on our podcast that comes out every other Thursday. Our next one is coming out Next Thursday, yes. not this coming Thursday, week next from Thursday, tomorrow. Week, week from Thursday. Today's Wednesday, so tomorrow. Oh my gosh, it is. We had a golf tournament on Monday. I'm sure you were listening and it is throwing me off. I feel like we had a vacation day on Monday because we were out there. Yeah, it did. There's Honestly, there's not a better way to spend a Monday than out at the golf course and we'll be doing it again next year. So This segment that we do on our podcast is called TBT because these segments do come out on Thursdays. And the whole point of Step One Learn Sports is bridging the gap between pop culture and sports. We got this idea from a couple of our friends. We noticed that it was easy for Avery and I, who grew up playing sports, to understand the rules of the game. We're interested in it. We like following sports. Um, But we know that not everybody understands references from the past, like when somebody says, oh, practice, we're talking about practice again, they don't understand that that's Allen Iverson. Yeah, or when someone's like, where were you when the kick six happened? Like, they don't know that it's Auburn, Alabama, Iron Bowl. They have no idea what we're talking about. So we introduced this to the podcast so that, yes, we can talk about current things going on, but we also want to give you a little reflection into the past and why things are still being talked about today. And what Brittany's about to talk about was in 94, so it was 25th anniversary just passed. Oh, I remember it well. The um, the NBA Finals, they always remind me of the O.J. Simpson car chase on June 17th, which just happened uh, two days ago. was the 25th. Yes, Monday would have been the 25th anniversary. And just to give some perspective, I was one year, two months, and 12 days old. Mm, so you remember this well. Yes, yeah, I was very, very invested in it. Even though I wasn't obviously kind of aware of what was going on back in 94 during the car chase, um, during the Knicks and the Rockets as they were playing their game five of the NBA finals, um, that was a a split screen for everybody that was watching. There were 95 million people that were watching that because you don't get technology back then the way that you do now. Like now you can follow it on Twitter, you can follow things um, on, uh, you can stream it. But at that point, like... No. Everybody gathered around in surpluses yeah. watching this ordered pizza. I'm pretty sure I actually saw an article that said like Domino's had a record breaking <laughs> amount. <laughs> that, of they pizza were in the black. Ordered. It's like Black Friday for them was yes. that day. Yeah. Um, but even though I really wasn't aware of what was going on at the time, I got super into that case years later. Well, I mean, how could you not? It's it's one of those things. They ask you where you were when that happened. Same thing a little bit more darker of a subject, but everyone knows where they were on 9-11. We always bring the mood down a little bit. Yes, we do. Yeah, we're we're big on balance of emotions (laughs) around here. We're also women, so we have no control over how we feel. So just going to go ahead and go with that. But 
everyone knows where they were either when they watched the O.J. Simpson car chase or when they heard about it. Um, fun fact, I was reading an article the other day. Um, so there were two white Broncos that were in this case. One of them was the one that O.J. was in um, in the back of that was in the chase. And then the other one was the one that he drove. Um, after it's two hours in the spotlight, um, the chase vehicle was sold by Cowlings, who was the driver, to a company who was going to rent the vehicle to a company in L.A. called Graveline Tours, which you can kind of see where this is going. They visited famous graves, and what they were going to do was reenact the chase with the Bronco and then take people to Nicole's grave, which was way before the trial even happened. And so his agent at the time, like, came in, shut it down. That can, yeah, I was say, that could oh. not be legal, and no. that would, I feel like that would tamper with so much in... The case isn't even closed yet, and I am still convinced the case is not closed now. Um, well, Cowling was going to sell the car to this company mm -hmm. for $75,000, and according to Kelly Blue Book, it was only worth 1800 The man that got hired to hit man on David Ortiz or whoever it was, was $8,000. Only eight? Yes. You have to pay me a lot more money than eight grand to kill someone, and I better get it right the first time because or you'll end up like this guy who is now an embarrassment to the whole world. Uh, did you see that O.J. Simpson is back on the streets now, living his life like a regular He's like a back regular on Jack. the streets, and more importantly, he's back on Twitter, which how he got to be on Twitter, I don't know. Who gave this man a handle? Yeah, literally who every single, probably two or three times a week, I think to myself, how is Twitter free? Yeah. Like, the amount of good content and drama and politics and business and sports and everything constantly on there, it you should have to pay for how good it is. But OJ Simpson's most recent tweet, which as I'm looking at his Twitter profile now, has been pulled down. He posted a video this past Sunday, Ooh, tell me which what it happened is. to be Father's Day. Oh, yes. And in this video, it was about two minutes long. He's talking about how he loved being a father. And at the end, for the last like 20 seconds, he was like, Chris Jenner was a good friend of mine. I would have never disrespected Robert Kardashian like that. And I am not Chloe's father. Vehemently like, denied. Yes, it. like no one was like swimming in his DMs being like, you, Chloe's dad. <laughs> like he, he volunteered this information that he was not Chloe's father. But on Father's Day. On Father's Day. We're and finally when, getting to hear from him though. Like he's been behind bars for years. Everyone's had these burning questions he's probably just catching up on everything now how did he even know what twitter was <laughs> well i wonder what that's like to go away for so long and come back with how the digital like world has expanded especially in sports and when i checked his twitter the other day me and Rhett brian were looking through it and he had he was only following eight people now he's following 31 including the heisman trophy baker mayfield uh the buffalo sabers Mike Pence and Donald Trump, because he also did tweet happy Father's Day to our president and my friend, Donald Trump, uh, Ric Flair, Gucci Mane, Kanye West, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, ESPN. I, I would love to see what his timeline is filled with, with that being the assortment of people that he's following. Solid roster. The Big Six, presented by Renner's Warehouse on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Brittany Wench with my co-host Avery Harder on the New Zone podcast, Step One Learn Sports. We're in for Jason Martin tonight. We've been talking about O.J. Simpson on Twitter, denying that he's Chloe's dad. Kardashian season finale is coming up this Sunday. And that brings us back to what we talked about in our very first podcast. It was right after the biggest drama 
probably that I can remember of recent Kardashian tournament. And it, it's what we're here for. Sports, pop culture. Tristan Thompson makes a ginormous mistake, cheats on Chloe with family friend Jordan Woods. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been this invested in somebody else's family before that I yeah. have never even met, ever. Yeah. Like, embarrassingly, I can admit that. Um, but in our first podcast that uh, we talk about with Tristan Thompson and Jordan Woods, we take kind of a deeper dive on Tristan Thompson's basketball history, oh, yeah. his career, and his dating history with Chloe, and how the two kind of intertwine and how they kind of rise and fall at the mm-hmm. same time. I mean, it's it's fascinating. You can go find that at um, 104.5 The Zone podcast page. You can find that on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. We're now on Stitcher. Uh, it's it's a great listen. We take a real deep dive, and we also talk about other players on the Cleveland Cavaliers because a lot of People, when you say Tristan Thompson, you say, oh, yeah, like I know he plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then you say, well, is there somebody else that you know that plays for yeah, Cleveland? And I mean, they're half like, the people mm. still think LeBron plays for them. Oh, and yeah. He obviously does not with all the Laker talk. But one thing before we go into our next break, I have to make this comparison that I realized today. The Kardashians and pop culture and their family drama and involvement is comparable to LeVar Ball and the Ball family and basketball. Like, do you think LeVar Ball and Chris Jenner and them talk? They're both in LA. I feel like they probably run in the same sort of rich, fabulous life circle, but who knows what's going on over there? Let us know your thoughts. When we come back, we've got some questions on Twitter that we want to get to about instant replay. Avery is manning the Twitter page right now at S1LS podcast. Tweet me up. Hey, if you like what you've been hearing tonight, head over to the 104.5 The Zone podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Step One Learn Sports, we are now on Stitcher and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast, Step One Learn Sports. Listen to our past episodes. I'm Brittany Wench with my co-host, Avery Harder. We are in for Jason Martin tonight. We're here with you all hour. This is The Big Six presented by Renner's Warehouse. Flash Podcast. Big Six, presented by Renner's Warehouse on 104.5 The Zone. I am not Jason Martin. He is out tonight. He's been working the morning shift on the Wake Up Zone. So, the Step One Learn Sports podcast is in. I am Brittany Wench with my co-host, Avery Harder. We're the hosts of a new podcast on 104.5 The Zone called Step One Learn Sports. So, if you like what you've been hearing tonight and you like what you're going to continue to hear tonight, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 104.5 The Zone podcast page, subscribe, Listen, some of the past podcasts, follow us on Twitter at S1LS podcast. Let us know what you think. Send us some questions. All right. 104.5 The Zone is having a team store sale blowout. Everything is $3 for this week only. $3? Yep. You go to 104.5thezone.com and click on the team store tab at the top. Get all of our inventory. There's everything from the Instrument of Crime shirt to Don't Block the Box tee. Everything. $3, everything 104.5 The Zone, everything midday 180. Sale ends this Saturday, June 22nd at midnight. So go online, grab your gear. I mean, that's a deal you can't pass up. Didn't somebody just say they spent $60 at this store? Yes, I think he said he got uh, four shirts, two hats, and I think some stickers. What a steal. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I, wish, I wish places that I shopped had. I love my midday like 180 that. t-shirt, which is like the only cumulus 104.5 the zone memorabilia or swag that i have i mean i have a uh maybe i'll purchase some i need tumbler to, too but. oh yeah orca did give yeah. us a bunch of tumblers for the golf tournament on monday all 104.5 the zone branded those are not for sale on the website but if you go to the team store 104.5 the zone.com you'll check out everything you need 
This is The Big Six presented by Renner's Warehouse on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Brittany Wench, Avery Harder. We're in for Jason Martin tonight. We have a segment on our podcast that comes out every other Thursday called No Dumb Questions or NDQs, if you will. We created this podcast because we see that there's a niche audience of people out there who want to know about sports, find themselves in a sports-centric conversation, but don't necessarily know how to jump in or add to the conversation. They get lost. It becomes like a foreign language to them, and they don't know what they don't know. They want to ask questions like, who is Anthony Davis, and why is this such a big deal? I didn't even know that LeBron was on the Lakers That's now. right. They might only know Anthony Davis as the scary guy with the eyebrows. That's true. He does have a thick brow. He had the best... April Fool's joke that I think I've ever seen. Um, it wasn't this year. It was last year. And he put up this live video on Twitter of him acting like he was going to shave it. And then he sneezed oh. and it went up and cut out the middle part. And I'm telling you, it took him from like a three to a nine. Ooh. Like he was looking steaming. And then it came back like 30 minutes later, he posted a video of him laughing. He was like, it was fake. Oh. And I was like, that's actually a really good one though. Cause everyone talks about his eyebrows. True. He is known for his eyebrows. And I feel like James Harden is known for his beard. James Harden has a good beard. This segment, No Dumb Questions, we ask you to send us your NDQs, your No Dumb Questions. You can send them directly to us on Twitter. We answer them on our podcast because we believe there really is no such thing as a dumb question. We want to be here to help answer anything that you need. So if you find yourself in a conversation and you are not quite sure what the group is talking about, feel free to send them to us. We decided today that we were going to jump to Twitter see some questions of people that were sending them our way. So we want to, uh, Twitter wants to know, Avery, what do you think? Do you think developmental leagues are good? That's our first question. Do you think developmental leagues are good? What say you? I say yes. Yes. But I think it needs to be consistent. Like when you're drafted in the NBA, you go right into the summer league. Like you are thrown into it. You are practicing with, I mean, because you're, when you're coming out in basketball, going to the NBA, you could be a minimum age of 19. You could be and a maybe freshman. even 18, depending on when your birthday falls. Yeah, Zion. And you're going up against LeBron, who's, what, 31 maybe? Oh, yeah. He, he's a unit. He is a unit. <laughs> and you might be a little twig. Like, obviously, you're jacked. And if you're good enough, like, if Zion is also a unit. But it's a whole different style going from Duke to playing in the pros. I agree. I think size, age, it's kind of like... Um, like my high school didn't allow freshmen to play up on varsity yeah. because, well, for a lot of reasons, but even if you were good enough, they feel like you need that middle age. Like I, they let sophomores go up and play on varsity. But I also feel like for us mere peasants who don't play professional sports, it's almost like that in-between stage between high school and college where yeah. college is so different from high school, if, especially if you go to like a huge university. Oh, for sure. I like the idea of having a middle ground. I do too. Like, you know, like, yes, you got drafted. You know you're going to the pros, but now you get to ease into the process there a little bit. And, I mean, I've never played a professional sport. Don't know if you guys realize what? that or not. I know, shocking. shocking. But the coaching in a professional sport has got to be way less hands-on than it is when Coach K is screaming at you down the court to get back and get your hands on D. But, I mean, NBA coaches, they're coaching guys their same age. Sometimes they're older than them, depending on how young the coach is. But I don't know. I like that the MLB has it. I like that the NBA has it. And it kind of gives you a chance to see, like, in the MLB, you go to, like, the lowest level of the minors. If you don't make it out of your rookie contract, 
if you're drafted the Marlins, they don't owe you $60 million. You have to earn that contract, which I like. Developmental leagues, do you agree? Do you not agree? Tweet at us, at S1LS Podcast. Our next question, Avery, how do you feel about instant replay? This is kind of a two-part question, so this is the first part. How do you feel about instant replay? Has it bettered the game or tainted it? I would say bettered from a production standpoint because mm-hmm. I got to tell you, my favorite thing that any sports done, it comes down to the NFL, the pylon cam has changed <laughs> the game from a viewer's vision. But I think that instant replay is also frustrating because there's so many rules up in the air that no one really knows what a rule is. Like going back to uh, the pass interference call that wasn't called in the Saints and Rams game, Ooh, big the playoffs, one. like, I heard that during um, one of their parades, I think it was Mardi Gras, they were fl- they were flowing, they were throwing um, penalty flags during, oh, I would during have the too. parade. But the fact that that's not an instantly reviewable play, like pass interference is not, it should be. Because if there was instant replay, instant review on that, it would have got it. But they didn't have to do it. The Rams came down, hiked the ball. Simple as it is. They went to, went to the Super Bowl. They did not win the Super Bowl but they went to it. Um, I think it's lengthened the games yes. a lot, um, which then you get games that are going into you know all hours of the night. Um, but also you think back to like high school sports. Okay, so this is taking it down to like a, a much more mediocre level yeah. of playing, but still, I mean, in high school, you don't have instant replay. You no, make, you you make the call and you've been taught like, hey, the ref is the final say of the game or the final say of the call, makes it, you move on with your life. But yeah. Now, I almost feel like it's a point of contention because once they do instant replay, a lot of times they'll look at it and everyone's like, how can you not see that that was clearly yeah. a catch? You know, like I think that since we've come so far in the ability to have instant replay that it's now a necessity. The Big Six presented by Renner's Warehouse on 104.5 The Zone. I am Brittany Wench. I'm not Jason Martin. I'm here with my co-host Avery Harder of the New Zone podcast, Step One Learn Sports. We're here for Jason Martin tonight. We are answering some questions from Twitter Avery is running our Twitter at S1LS podcast. We're taking questions the same way we do during our podcast in a segment called No Dumb Questions. The second part to our instant replay question is, goes kind of along with the previous one. What would constitute instant replay in pop culture? I think Twitter alone is instant replay for everything, whether it be pop culture, politics, sports, business. I mean, once it happens, it's out there. Once Taylor Swift released her brand new video on Monday for You Need to Calm Down, every single tiny sliver of a scene has become a gif. You're never getting away. You say gif or jif? I say gif. Jif makes me think of peanut butter. I think because I'm thinking about it too much, I like don't know which one I say. Do you a think gif? it's A gif. Like, no, I think I say gif. Yeah, it's gif. Because like, it's like a gift. Did you see this? Gif? Like gif. when someone texts me a gif, I'm mm. like, ooh, a gift. Yeah, I gi- Okay, I like the way you think. Yes. Plus, I heard that it's short for graphic design or so graphic. Oh, do you think it's an acronym? Image. We yeah. were just talking about acronyms I think, before we came oh, in here, yeah. and we just can't follow them. They've, I, I mean, I think we're pretty in tune with what's necessary with how people are talking and typing these days. But the generation below us, those nineteen to like twenty year olds, who knows what they're saying? Oh no, I don't think they even. know. I think they're just making it up. Mm-hmm. It's like Q R N X B L. Um, I'm like, what in the world does that mean? It's like, be right back. Got to grab my bag. I'm like, how is that an yeah, acronym? Yeah, it Why makes, are you I don't that? honestly, maybe they don't know what acronym means. Ma- you're right. You you're know, right. they think they, they invented the term Stan. That's true. And they also, 
They think they invented a lot. They don't even know what a floppy disk is, which we'll get to later on in the show. That's right. When we come back, they didn't have this type of technology when Avery and I were growing up in the 90s. And some of the NBA draft prospects who will be we will be idolizing on TV come tomorrow in the upcoming season of the NBA. We'll never know what that is like. We will find out that in a game called Name the 90s. If you like what you've been hearing tonight, head over to the 104.5 The Zone podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We are now on Stitcher and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast, Step One Learn Sports. Listen to past episodes when you get there. I'm Brittany Wench with my co-host Avery Harder. We are in for Jason Martin tonight. This is The Big Six presented by Renner's Warehouse on 104.5 The Zone. Big Six, presented by Renner's Warehouse on 104.5 The Zone. We are in our final segment of the hour. J-Mart is out tonight. You are listening to the hosts of the New Zone podcast, Step One Learn Sports. I'm Brittany Wench with my co-host, Avery Harder. If you guys are liking what you're listening to tonight, head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 104.5 The Zone podcast page. We're also on Stitcher and Google Play. Follow us on Twitter at S1LS Podcast. You can find us anywhere and everywhere. If you can't find us, you're just you're just not trying. The NBA draft is tomorrow night in New York. Um, Avery, do you realize how young some of these players are who are going to be in the draft tomorrow? There is nothing that makes me feel more inadequate when it comes around to draft for whatever sport when these 19-year-olds are getting handed multi-million dollar deals. And you know what? Just grinding out my nine to five over here. Well, it's kind of like the nine Olympics. Nine to seven today. When I realized the uh, the Olympics, these some of these kids are like, 13 years old that are going oh, into the Olympics. And I'm like, wow, yeah. you've accomplished more things than I ever will. And I'm 27. They're so determined. I mean, I like to think that I can be determined when I want to be, but it's they don't even have a choice. Uh, the ESPN Instagram account, um, their Instagram TV, what is that? I don't even know what that what that feature is on Instagram. But anyway, they've got like a, a TV app on there where it's just a little bit longer than a regular 60 second Yeah, post. so I don't know. So Facebook owns Instagram, obviously. And if you post a YouTube video to Facebook, it doesn't start automatically. You have to click on the video and it takes you away to YouTube. So I, I, I did notice that the ESPN Instagram account did one of those videos where IGTV. you click on it's a little bit longer. Yeah, IGTV. They played a game called Name the 90s with two of the projected early draft picks for tomorrow. One, R.J. Barrett from Duke. He was born in 2000, so they thought this would be funny. Name the 90s. This kid is going in. We're finally seeing people play on screens that, that we can't relate to, that they can't relate to us. They put 10 objects, 10 pictures in front of R.J. Barrett and asked him to identify each one of them. Out of 10, he got four and a half of them. Four and a half. Correct. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, go ahead. I know what you're about to say. <laughs> okay, so four and a half, correct. So first they showed a picture of NWA. He got that. Okay. Who, do you know who this is? Then paddle catch. Do you remember paddle catch? It was like the Velcro thing that you Oh, the yeah, with yeah. the tennis ball and then a six to it. Yeah, I used to, so I played basketball growing up and I would have the paddle on one hand so I would learn to dribble with my other hand. If I would pass it to the other one, I wouldn't be able to use it. It's a good, it's a good trick. Good for trick. Athletic training. Didn't know what that was. VHS didn't know what that was. That's a hard one. I'm I don't just, know. I don't know. The hole is kidding. perfect for the thing that goes in it. Zero slack. This one was one of my favorites. Uh, skip it. Skip it. Loved skip it. He didn't know what that was. Um, Family Matters. They gave him a half point on that because... He knew who Urkel was. He knew was. who Urkel was. Yep. Uh, Dunkaroos, obviously. I don't know how anybody would how, get that wrong. How he would someone that. live a life without Dunkaroos? Mm, no idea. 
Furby. He didn't get that. Do you remember how creepy those things were? Yeah, I had one. Me and my sister shared a room um, before she went to college in like 2003. And I had one up on our bookshelf and it would wake up in the middle of the night. And I I think she wanted to kill me because I would not, I wouldn't, I would get scared and like wake her up, but I wouldn't let her remove the Furby from the room. That wasn't an option. RJ Barrett playing Name the 90s got a half point on Chia Pet. Cha-cha-cha-chia. He knew that it grew. Um, he probably and, knew the theme song. Yeah, oh, I, I think he, he must have. And a CD player, he did not know what that was. Like a like a personal CD player with the headphones that you can plug into it and walk around with you or like? Yes. Okay. Yeah, one of those. I'm pretty sure that my siblings and I used to use those to mow the lawn. Like we'd <laughs> clip them, oh, clip yeah, them onto yeah. our side. I was then, like, how did you no, use no, that No, no, no. Like we, no, we didn't mow the lawn with those. It was like when instead of having your like Apple Beats now yeah. that are yeah, like no. Bluetooth, yeah. wireless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is The Big Six presented by Renner's Warehouse on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Brittany Wench with my co-host Avery Harder on the new Zone podcast, Step One Learn Sports. We're in for Jason Martin tonight. And if you want to feel old, you've t- tuned into the right show. <laughs> Our second Name That 90s draft contestant is John Morant. Whose real name is Demetrius Jamel Morant. I think I'd go by Demetrius. I really think I would I think too. It, I think it adds a little spice to the sauce there. I think I would too. Uh, RJ Barrett got a 4.5 out of 10 and uh, Demetrius <laughs> got a 3 out of 10. That, Definitely not better. No, and he is uh, projected to be the number two overall draft pick tomorrow night to the Memphis Grizzlies. One thing I came across today, I'm going to let you guess this. Who is RJ Barrett's godfather? Mm, Obama. You know, close. close. I'm sure. Close, but no cigar there. OJ Simpson. Steve Nash. Steve Nash, no so, way. Basketball's in his blood. I was just going to say runs in the family. Yes. Well, I mean, are well, they godfathers? godfather? I don't well, think Well, you never know. Not. My aunt is my godmother, but. Yeah, my aunt's my godmother. But it's not too. a guaranteed. Like, I yeah. could be your godmother right. if I wanted to. Yeah. Well, I guess if you wanted well, you to. Couldn't, yeah, I yeah. couldn't just like bestow myself as Brittany Winch's godmother. Demetrius did not know what a floppy disk was. I I feel like that's a bit of a slide. Like I I knew what it was. We used them. We had the old school computers with like the giant hard drive and everything. And I don't remember using a USB until like my junior year of college, which would have been like 2010. Do you remember using overhead projectors? Yeah, in school. Uh huh. Yeah. And it was like the see through paper and they would oh, write yeah, on it. Oh, like I thought they were. And the yes. teacher would write on it, but they oh, would have they to the... write backwards sometimes mm-hmm. and they were magical at it. I thought they were the coolest. Yeah. The and coolest you knew, gadget. That was almost as cool. Like when you walked into the classroom and saw that, you're like, man, I got to take notes. But when you walked into the classroom and saw the TV on the rolly thing strapped in, you knew, you knew it was it time. Was about to be lit. Yes. You it was about to go down. He didn't know what a VCR was, he thought it was a DVD player. Common mistake. Didn't you call it a DVD holder? Oh, actually, you're right. Yeah. He did. All right. Um, Murray State should do a, a throwback Thursday class. Yeah, I would not I would not be picking him second round. If I were drafting somebody for my nineties trivia, I would not be no. I would not be drafting John Morant. No, um, I would probably sit next to his team and kind of make fun of them as they like look at each other with that meme with all the question marks next to it. Snap bracelets, he knew what that was. Oh, he should. Living single, I don't even know what that is. A show? It's a show. It's kind of like um, it was during the Seinfeld era. I've heard of it. Have never watched it. Didn't know what a Walkman was. Didn't know what a Tamagotchi was. Gigapets. I had one for like a day, I think. Well, now they have phones so they can get through long car rides. Tamagotchis were the cell phones of our first and second grade. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Uh, Cosmic Brownie, he did get that. 
You'd be a sad life if you'd never had a cosmic brownie. Did not know what a cassette tape was. Rough. Demetrius Jamel Morant also knew what white men can't jump is, which I'm assuming I haven't seen it. It's got to be. It's a movie. It's a movie? Okay, well. So he got a three out of 10, which he beat RJ Barrett, but... So these are your projected first first round yeah. draft picks for the NBA draft tomorrow night, just to give a little bit more insight to them. Hey, if you like what you have been hearing tonight, head on over to the 104.5 The Zone podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We are now on Stitcher and Google Play. You can subscribe to our podcast. Step one, learn sports, listen to past episodes. Check out, yeah, we got a new one coming out next Thursday. Uh, check us out on Twitter at S1LS Podcast, at Avery Harder, at B underscore Winch. Add letters if you think you need to. We're I'm, here. I'm Brittany Wench with my co-host Avery Harder. Thank you so much for letting us fill in for Jason Martin tonight on The Big Six, presented by Renner's Warehouse. Global Golf with Ned Michaels is up next on 104.5 The Zone.